It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, friends? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, brought to you by our friends at Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Just like me with all the multiple screens I have, and that's how I'm, I'm enjoying all the games on Sundays when I get a chance to. Uh, but Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's for those who watch it. And go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. What's going on, everyone? Billy Rossetti with you here on a Friday. We are wrapping up the week. Um, I wanted to get some film stuff in, but unfortunately, we know uh, all 22, or there was a bit of an issue with the uh, the all 22, unfortunately, and uh, with some of the other stuff I had going on, like some uh, outside things. Uh, the timing kind of ended up being off as far as when the coach's film was up early and then it was uh, down again. So I uh, didn't get a chance to really sit down and really uh, watch the All-22 this week. So hopefully next week will be uh, a bit better. Hopefully we'll get you know more time to check out the All-22. So apologies for that. So I uh, just wanted to jump on here quick and just kind of talk about uh, Friday's game a little bit and... Um, and like some quick final thoughts. We got the injury report as well here too. So um, we'll break that down uh, here in a bit. And some, uh, of course, some big, uh, some big names in uh, uh, some big names on the injury report that are uh, either out or possibly not going to play uh, in this game. In fact, we'll we'll just go ahead and jump right into that now. Uh, the injury report for Sunday's game. We have the uh, official word here as we're recording this uh, a little later on Friday afternoon. So for the Panthers, three players have been declared out for Sunday, and that does include K1 Short. Uh, he did not practice Wednesday. He was limited Thursday, uh, but ended up not practicing again on Friday. So while it seemed like he improved a little bit and was upgraded Thursday, he went right back down to being out on Friday and he has been rolled out for Sunday. So big loss there. Unfortunately, an, another injury that short has to deal with uh, like he obviously did last year. So I uh, expect Zach Kerr uh, will get the start uh, opposite Derek Brown on Sunday. Dennis Daly, once again, will be out. He still has not practiced. He missed all week with that ankle injury, so uh, it'll be more Michael Schofield playing on Sunday at left guard. And then Yitor Gross Matos 
uh, entered the concussion protocol this week. He was limited on Wednesday uh, and then was put in the concussion protocol and did not practice Thursday, did not practice Friday. So, uh, of course, he was, uh, and we knew it was going to take some time, obviously, for him to get out of the protocol or at least a little bit of time. Um, so time was certainly not of the essence, uh, or time was of the essence, I should say, it was not on his side. And so as it turned out, there just wasn't time it wasn't enough time for him to get back into practice. So he is out on Sunday. Uh, but nobody else has any sort of designation. We talked about the four other players that were initially on the uh, the injury list on Wednesday. That was Farrell Cooper with uh, the rib injury, Dante Jackson with, an an- with the ankle, Shaq Thompson with a groin, and Stephen Weatherly with the hamstring injury. But all four of those players were full participants in practice all week, so they are all good to go. Uh, that, of course, is great news, as we talked about with Dante Jackson. Uh, we were concerned about the the injury status of him, but clearly it was not as big of an issue as we uh, originally thought. I mean, he did walk off on his own power, but you know, you never know. Things can always be kind of um, a little ticklish there. Uh, but he was a full participant, as again, so were the other three on that list, Cooper, Shaq, and Weatherly. So they are all good to go for Sunday for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have one person that was declared out and that was backup tight end, Anthony Auclair. Of course, you know, really more the number four tight end because uh, the other big names are all well, well in place uh, with Gronk Howard and Cameron Bray, but Auclair has been ruled out. But the big name, the big story from the Buccaneers injury report for this week is that Chris Godwin, we talked about him, of course, being in the concussion protocol. He was limited in practice on Friday, but he has been ruled doubtful for Sunday. So we'll have to keep a, a very close eye on his status as we make our way through Sunday morning. Of course, this being a one o'clock kickoff, we will know by 1130 a.m. on Sunday morning whether or not Chris Godwin will be active for this game. But that's that's the big big designation for the Bucks out of their um out of their injury report for week two. Again, Chris Godwin is doubtful for Sunday. Everybody else that was on the injury report, Mike Evans, of course the other big name with the hamstring he was limited uh, Wednesday and Thursday, but was upgraded to a full participant on Friday. So he's good to go. Donovan Smith, uh, same scenario, limited Wednesday and Thursday, full practice on Friday. Jordan Whitehead was listed with the elbow injury, but he was a full participant all week. And then two players were listed as uh, missing a day of practice, but that was likely just as a, a veteran day off for them. That was Jason Pierre-Paul. Uh, had his rest on Thursday, and Adamic and Sue actually didn't practice on Friday. But again, those were likely just uh, rest days for the two of them. So only two players again for the Buccaneers with injury designations or game status designations, I should say. Tight end Anthony Auclair is out with a calf injury, and Chris Godwin doubtful with the concussion. So we'll see on Sunday how things go. Uh, so I'll give my th- uh, final thoughts here on the um, on Sunday's game. Of course, you guys have already heard my score prediction. We did that on 
Thursday with James and thought it was really interesting that we ended up having the uh, the, the exact same score. I, I had no idea what the score prediction was going to be, obviously. Uh, I just kind of threw out 31-21, and that turned out to be the score that he had written down that was going to be his pres- uh, prediction. So I thought that was uh, really funny. But, uh, you know, so we'll see what happens with... Um, We'll see what happens with the score. So again, that's my prediction. Uh, hopefully they, hopefully they hang tight. Um, you know, it'll obviously be a, a big boost to their to their chances to win. You know, certainly wouldn't make them favored, obviously, uh, but it would definitely be a better chance for them to hang tight with this team if um, if Chris Godwin cannot go. And again, the fact now that Dante Jackson was a full go all week and he can match up with Mike Evans one on one that should leave guys like um like uh Troy Pride Jr. uh possibly covering Scotty Miller if he goes outside or stays in the slot. It should be really interesting to see what the Buccaneers do if uh if Chris Godwin can't go. I mean you know you look at their receivers uh Again, Scotty Miller kind of more plays in the slot. Maybe we see a little more uh, Justin Watson out there as well if uh, if Godwin can't go. So I uh, certainly expect to see a lot of Ronald Jones as well, like we saw last week. And you probably should see a little more Leonard Fournette. Uh, but I'm going to dive a little more into this game again, some quick final thoughts. Uh, but before we get into that, I do want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Visa for sponsoring the podcast. Visa knows that local businesses are the heartbeat of our communities. Whether they're our corner stores, our coffee spots, our favorite shops, local businesses have always been there for us. They remember our orders, they call us by name, always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile to support us and our community. And right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So now it's time for us to return the favor. So the next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contact list symbol and tap to pay with a contact list visa to help support your community. Because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes... It's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. So some quick final thoughts here uh, on this game. Um, you know, I just mentioned some right before the, the the quick break there. So expect a lot of Ronald Jones, and I would imagine they're going to try to, or they should get Leonard Fournette 
more involved. I mean, I can't imagine they brought him in and are paying him a, a few million dollars to give him five carries a game. I mean, obviously, Ronald Jones is the top guy, and you know Bruce Arians certainly didn't lie when he uh, when he said Rojo was going to be the guy. So he's going to be the league dog, but I would expect to see Leonard Fournette get more work than he did in Week One against the Saints. And, you know, this is still a, a pretty good offensive line, though uh, Donovan Smith was kind of dragged around a little bit and then uh, thrown, I guess you could say thrown under the bus a little bit earlier this week by head coach Bruce Arians. So he's got to step his game up, but obviously you're looking at, uh, just like with the Raiders, a good, really good interior offensive line with Ryan J- Ryan Jensen at center, one of the more underrated centers in this league. And then, of course, two really good guards in Ali Marpet and Alex Kappa, which shows that you can find good offensive line play at small schools, right? I mean, both of these kids, uh, Alex Kappa was the uh, Division II kid, if I remember correctly, out of uh, Humboldt State. You know, we saw him at the Senior Bowl, so that's the D2 kid. And then, of course, Ali Marpet coming out of D3, out of Hobart. So, you know, small school kids, but they've turned into really good guards. And then Tristan Wirfs, you know, should should become a, a strong right tackle. Uh, played, you know, it was only his first game last week against the Saints and obviously a, a really good defense. Uh, but he'll certainly, him and... Uh, and Donovan Smith will certainly have their hands full a little bit with uh, the Panthers' defensive defensive ends. You know, mainly at this point, Brian Burns and uh, Stephen Weatherly with Gross Matos out. You know, you'll you should see Haynes mixed in there a little bit and some of these other guys. But you know, because we obviously saw the rotation that the Panthers went with in Week One, um, and now there's now there's some snaps to be spread out a little bit with gross models out. So it's like I said earlier in the week, this D line has to get to Tom Brady. That's, that's priority. Number one, you know, get Tom Brady off his game because he's going to be angry, right? He had a, a, a fairly sloppy game, especially by his standards last week against the saints. And he's out to prove that he's not washed up, right? Everybody's out here saying, oh, Tom Brady's done. He's, you know, father time's finally catching up with him. This is it. Well, he's still out to prove that that's not true yet. And so the Panthers have got to be careful. So the the pass rush has got to get there. And then same thing as last week, that secondary's got to try to hang tight with some of these receivers. So like I said earlier, if if Chris Godwin can't go, that's a, um, that's a big help for the Panthers secondary because then Chris uh, or Mike Evans becomes obviously the biggest threat to this defense. Um, but the question of course is how, how effective is Mike Evans going to be? Is he a hundred percent from that hamstring injury? You know, was he just kind of more on a snap count or, or more as a, a decoy last week against the saints? I mean, again, he only had four targets and only one catch. And that one catch came in the fourth quarter and the game was, almost out of reach anyway by the time he had that touchdown. So will they get Mike Evans more involved this week? Um, and then Scott Miller, you know, will they get him more involved too? Because we've seen Brady has already started to build a, a connection with Scotty Miller, not just last week, but, you know, even going through training camp because we know he loves slot receivers. We saw it for the longest time 
in uh, in New England. So he's going to be the guy to watch. So if, if there's an X, if there's going to be an X factor in this game, it's going to be Scotty Miller. So keep a close eye on him. The Panthers uh, really got to try to contain him. Obviously, the tight end form or the tight end rotation too. Really going to be interesting to see if uh, Gronk can kind of shake off the rust because he he looked a little sloppy or a little rusty. Last week, I mean, again, you know, to be fair, obviously, this was his first game in over a year since he didn't play at all in 19. So obviously, there's going to be some rust. He'll try to shake that off last week. Uh, O.J. Howard still in the mix and, of course, caught the touchdown last week. And then Cameron Braid is still a solid tight end, too. You know, we can't, we can't forget him. So, you know, hopefully he doesn't get lost in the shuffle here as well. Defense, I mean, it's this is looking like a strong defense, right? I mean, you've got... Obviously, uh, a great front four in Sue, Vea, Golston, and Pierre Paul, uh, Devin White, and Levante David, just two of the two of the better linebackers in the league. One of the best duos at the linebacker position in this league, and then Shaq Bear coming out at, off the edge as well. And then we talked about the secondary uh, on Thursday's show as well in the crossover, and you know we'll touch on it here a bit too. This is an up and coming. Uh, a really good secondary, I think, and I, I think they've they've got a lot of potential. Uh, Antoine Winfield, obviously, uh, the biggest name in that category. I think. I mean, he's already showing he's going to be a force in the secondary, right? You know, we, we saw it in Minnesota, just so versatile. He's going to be fun to watch. Uh, Sean Sean Murphy Bunting looks like a uh, an up and coming corner. I mean, I, he's he's pretty underrated. I thought he had a solid. Week one against the Saints, Carlton Davis has been getting better. And then, you know, Jordan Whitehead has still been a, a solid safety uh, since coming in as a fourth-round pick in 18. So, I mean, I really like this defense now of the Buccaneers. And, um, you know, they're led by an incredible defensive coordinator, of course, in Todd Bowles, who can just dial up whatever at any given moment. So, I mean, this is a... This is a stingy defense. It's going to be another good test for this Panthers offense. Uh, we saw how they kind of mixed things up and really uh, looked for good matchups. I saw a clip from John Ellis of One Panther Place. He had a good bid on uh, the Panthers creating matchups with their empty set. Uh, Mark Schofield had a great article on the Panthers using empty sets. So um, a lot of different looks, a lot of... Um, a lot of versatility now with this offense. You know, you can already start to see Joe Brady's fingerprints all over this offense, the way they're going to kind of mix and match people and uh, different personnel, different formations, uh, one back, no, or, you know, a lot, a lot of Christian McCaffrey obviously on the field, but uh, plenty of times that he's going to be split out wide. They split Alex Arma out wide. Uh, for one of those plays, so they're not going to be afraid to mix things up. So it'll be fun to watch how they kind of um, try to match things up here with this Buccaneers defense. So it's going to be a fun game. Again, ultimately, I think Tampa Bay's going to come out on top. I mean, overall, I just think they have the better roster. Uh, this whole line is going to have a tough time, I think, battling this uh, Buccaneers D-line. You know, no disrespect to Schofield or or John Miller, or Paradise, but um, will they have the uh, the strength to go up against, uh, you know, a pairing of Adamic and Sue and, and Vita Vea, or, you know, 
go after Devin White and Levante Davis. It's going to be tough to go after these guys and, and handle these guys for a full 60 minutes. So ultimately, I think the Buccaneers have the edge talent-wise and roster-wise. You know, the Panthers will still score some points. They showed that last week against the Raiders. But, you know, if they can't generate a pass rush as what happened last week, they could be in for a long day on Sunday. So, again, I said my score prediction would be 31-21, and I'm sticking to that. So, you know, we'll see. And I think uh, that slightly covers... Uh, the spread for the Bucks. I think when I last saw saw the spread, it was like minus nine and a half for Tampa Bay. So I guess I would slightly take the Buccaneers, uh, depending on if the the line moved or not. So those are my quick uh, final thoughts of the game. Uh, we'll get some quick broadcast info for you guys to get you ready for Sunday. But before we get into that, our uh, our friends over at NFL Game Pass. Good friends, thanks for the sponsorship over there. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place that you can relive and replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. So go inside the game from a player perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. So go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. So quick broadcast info for you guys, uh, not just with the, the Panthers, but I'll give you guys an idea uh, what you can expect uh, all across TV-wise. Uh, for this Sunday to kind of get you geared up. So Carolina, Tampa Bay, of course, is the... Oh, I'm sorry. It's not a... Oh, no. I'm looking at week one. I'm, I'm sorry. I was I had the, the sports map all set up for you guys, and then I'm, I'm looking at week one. So a uh, little bit of live action there uh, for fun. But here we go. So week two, we, of course, already started with Cincinnati-Cleveland on Thursday night, which was won by Cleveland, but Cincinnati had... 
the backdoor cover. Uh, Tampa Bay and Carolina, of course, is the 1 o'clock start, the early game on Fox. And for the or for pretty much the entire Carolina area, or North Carolina and South Carolina, really, too. Most of those areas, there are some small parts of North Carolina and South Carolina that won't get the game. Uh, but for the most part, you will obviously get that game. And it will be Adam Amon and Mark Schlereth on the call for Carolina and Tampa Bay. There's actually a small piece of North Carolina that will actually get... Uh, the late game of Washington and Arizona, which will be called by Dick Stockton and Brady Quinn. And then a small bit of South Carolina that will actually get Atlanta against Dallas, which will have the number two crew of Fox, Kevin Burkhart and Daryl Johnston. Uh, The rest of the crews for Fox this weekend, Brandon Gowden and Jonathan Vilma, We'll have the call for the 49ers against the Jets. Kevin Kugler and Chris Spielman will have the Rams against the Eagles. Uh, Chris Myers, Greg Jennings, and Brock Heward will call the Lions against the Packers. And then Tim Brando and Robert Smith will have the Vikings against the Colts. The CBS doubleheader. So if you guys want to catch uh, what's going on over on CBS... Pretty much split 50-50 as far as North Carolina is concerned. But those of you um, in the Charlotte area, uh, so obviously I'm sure that's a good bit of you. uh, But if you are in the Charlotte area, you will get the Giants against the Bears. That game was cross-flexed over to CBS. That'll be Ian Eagle and Charles Davis, CBS's number two crew. Uh, Pretty much the other half of North Carolina, Uh, Greenville, Raleigh, those are two of the bigger cities that'll be in this group. That'll be the game that will be on most of the CBS station, you know, most of the country uh, in the early wave. That's Denver against Pittsburgh. That'll be Greg Gumbel and Rich Gannon. Uh, We also got the Jaguars against the Titans. That'll be Andrew Catalan and James Lofton. And then the Bills against the Dolphins, Spiridides and Adam Archuleta. As far as the late game on CBS, uh, again, kind of split 50-50. The Charlotte area will actually get the game that's not the uh, main game, we'll say, on CBS. Uh, But you guys in Charlotte will actually get, and actually Greensboro too, uh, as part of this group, uh, you guys will actually get the Texans and the Ravens, which will be called by Kevin Harlan and Trent Green, while the while majority of the country, uh, except for you know, except for small pieces, so again, except for the Charlotte area, but uh, you guys in Raleigh and Greenville, you guys will have the big game on CBS. That'll be the Chiefs and the Chargers. That will be uh, the Jim Nance, Tony Romo treatment. Uh, so for the record, my area, Northeast PA, I, I will, of course, get Chiefs Chargers on the late window. And then on CBS, Denver and Pittsburgh, of course. And then Fox, obviously, will get uh, the Eagles and the Rams. And then, of course, Sunday Night Football, it is the Seahawks taking on the Patriots on NBC. And then Monday Night Football, of course, a little bit of NFC South love on Monday night. It'll be the New Orleans Saints, so shout out to Ross Jackson, my good friend over at Locked On Saints. They, of course, will be the first team to visit 
Las Vegas as they take on the Raiders. And that is actually getting the uh, ESPN Megacast uh, treatment, as it were. I think four networks, they said, are showing it. Uh, is ESPN will also uh, the ESPN broadcast will also be simulcast on ABC. So a lot of game or a lot of eyes will be on this one. And then ESPN two is going to have a broadcast as well that'll be hosted by Reese Davis and Kirk Herbstreit, who I thought did a great job calling the Steelers and the Giants on Monday night. So that's what to look forward to. Uh, but again, so, so just a quick recap: the Panthers uh, for you guys. Again, that'll be. The vast majority of North Carolina and South Carolina, as expected. Carolina at Tampa Bay. Adam Amon and Mark Schlereth will be on the call. Again, there's a small piece of uh, the Northeast area, just kind of right below Norfolk, Virginia, that will actually get Washington at Arizona. Again, that's the late game at 4.05. Dick Stockton and Brady Quinn. And then a uh, little bit of uh, South Carolina. That will get the Falcons against the Cowboys with Kevin Burkhart and Daryl Johnston. So that's getting us ready for Sunday. Week 2 of the NFL season. The Carolina Panthers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Panthers looking to avoid the 0-2 start for the second straight season. Uh, It'd be, of course, the same thing as last year. Looking to avoid 0-2 against the team that did it to them last year. The Buccaneers, at least this time around, uh, it's a a full week to prepare for the Buccaneers, unlike last week when it was on a a Thursday night. But hope you guys are excited for the game, and we'll be here on Monday, of course, to break down exactly what happened, or at least some quick reactions to Sunday's game. So enjoy the game on Sunday. Enjoy all the games on Sunday, for that matter, however you, uh, you watch them. And again, uh, shout out to our, our friends over at uh, Visa, at Pepsi, and NFL Game Pass for uh, all their great support this week. Really excited to have them on board. So with that in mind, I am going to get out of here. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Uh, follow the podcast wherever podcasts are available. We are pretty much there. And we will see you Monday when we do it again here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Until then, Bill Rossetti signing off. We'll see you soon. Take care, my friends. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 